This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey guys, I want to welcome you back to another episode. I'm currently sitting here after what was a, an interesting episode, uh, uh, which is today's episode um, of the podcast. And it's an episode that I kind of feel two ways about it now, uh, sitting here after. Um, you know, the, the first thing is that there is a massive, massive responsibility for everyone who owns a business right now. Uh, and the responsibility, especially in the fitness industry, is that our industry hangs on how well you run your business during this time and how much responsibility you take for that role, how much responsibility you, you accept um, for where your business is currently at, but also for the future of business owners in this industry. And the second part of that is, you know, this episode, I sit down with uh, Reese Livingston, who is a really good friend of mine. He's uh, one of our team members here at Elite Vitality and you you would have heard him on the podcast before. For those of you who haven't, um, you can go back and check out some of the episodes that he's on. He's a regular guest. But we sit down and, and we really just have a conversation about a few comments that were made from some of the big corporations in the fitness industry where Fitness Australia came out and said that 60% uh, or 60 or 70% of business owners wouldn't make it uh, a month or wouldn't make it past the one-month mark if stimulus was taken away. Now, we we look at who has to take responsibility for this because this is not a now problem. This is a problem that's been around for a long time and we, we really have a chat about and 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 have a conversation about what where's, where's this actually coming from? Where is this stemming from? Um, and it's probably quite a controversial um conversation it's probably going to ruffle a few feathers it's probably going to upset a few people some of you will agree with us some of you won't but this is something that if you can't see this now um i don't know when you ever will um so i'm excited for you guys to listen right and and we're open to feedback we're open to you guys commenting and 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 letting us know what you think but i sit here afterwards and i think that just how much of an opportunity every single person who's a business owner has right now and, and this is not a selfish thing. This is an opportunity just to grow your business and become filthy fucking rich. This is an opportunity for us to change the industry for the next 10 years, to change the industry for the next person that comes in, to create a better opportunity of success, a greater chance of success for those that come after us. And, and really, what is, what is life about if we're not doing that? Well, you know, the, the world is continuously put into a worse position for those that come after. That's what stimulus has done. You know, this is the, the fact that our government just keeps printing money over and over again and we keep going through the economic cycles without actually learning anything means that the future generations cop it. And that actually stems, not that's not just a, a monetary thing. That's not just a, a debt cycle thing. That's a that happens everything. It seems to be a common occurrence. And I think that right now in the fitness industry as business owners, we have an opportunity to turn that around. And the only way that we can do that is simply by raising our standards as business owners and, and really raising the standard of business owners across the board. 
and and we do that by making ourselves better business owners by putting in the work by acquiring the skill set necessary by by learning the foundations that underpin a successful business and putting the effort in because the fact that you know fitness australia have come out with that comment we don't know if it's true it, it, it is quite subjective at the moment but if it is true and that people can't make it a month without stimulus it just simply means that we you know there and especially the majority of people it just simply means that there's a lack an absolute lack of support and education out there if the majority can't make it through one month. They do not know how to manage their finances. And if, again, this isn't some me pointing the finger at anyone. This isn't anything from that perspective if you are a business owner. But this is just an honest conversation about, you know, what could be a massive hit for the fitness industry. Um, and I just think there's a massive opportunity for us to start changing that right now for the people that truly want to be in this industry and create a career career out of this long term and have sustainable success, but also really care about the future of the industry and the people that come after us. So it, it's a really interesting conversation. Um, I think it's one that you'll enjoy. I think it's one that, as I said, it'll ruffle a few feathers. Um, but again, I just want to reiterate the point that Running a business and, and the majority of our the opportunities out now right out there right now in the fitness industry require you to run a business and that there is a responsibility there. And you know, running a business is it's it's weird, right? Because a lot of us, you know, we, we, we talk about business like it's one skill. Business is one of the hardest things in the world. And the reason is is because it's 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 many skills put into one. Think about it. You've got accounting, you've got marketing, you've got branding. You've got um, financial management. You've got, um, you know, you've just got so many skills and, and so many sectors and there's plenty more. There's PR. There's all of these different the elements of business um, that are chucked into one thing and we just call it business and we, we, you know, we pretend that that's, you know, it's, it's easy and it's just this thing called business. But really it's, it's this big, big monster that if we don't get it right and we don't learn it and we don't play by the rules – um, it chews us up and spits us out. And this is an episode that just, you know, it, it, it kind of dives into why our industry is on its knees right now and what things maybe need to change and who's responsible for that. So I'm going to allow you guys to get in. I'm going to allow you guys to go and enjoy the episode now. I just wanted to, to kind of jump in and, and let you guys know what you're in for. Um, but as always, guys, I hope you enjoy the episode. If it's something you enjoy, give it a share. If it's something you believe in and it's something you agree with, make sure you spread the word because more more this episode than any other um, just because it's so important. You know, the industry is on its knees right now. There's a big chance that the industry can cop a massive hit and, you know, we have an opportunity right now to, to stop that from happening. So if it is something you believe in, give it a share. If it's something you think people need to hear and you think it can make a bit of a difference, take a screenshot, give it a share, leave us a review um, as well. If, if the podcast is something that you believe in, all of that support is very much appreciated. But the name of this podcast is Pivotal Conversations and the reason it's called that is because we want to have conversations that matter and make a difference, conversations that spark change and, and leave the world in a better place than when it started uh, and especially on an individual level, conversations that you know maybe make a difference in your life as well. As always, guys, thanks for the support. I hope you enjoy the episode and uh, would love any feedback on it also. JobKeeper extension vital for fitness industry survival is what the um, the actual like headline says. And then it says fitness Australia report finds more than 60% of businesses would last than a last less than a month without the financial support the job keeper provides. Okay. So I, for those of you that are listening, um, we, we, we just kind of, 
Reese came across a post um, from Fitness Australia, and that post said that uh, what was it, Reese? Seventy. 60% of businesses would last less than a month without the financial support that JobKeeper provides. And I think like that just kind of reiterates the fact that our industry is in a heap of pain right now um, and that our industry is absolutely on its knees. And yes, COVID is here. And yes, COVID is here. Um, but this pain has not been caused by COVID. Um, and I want to kind of I want to go a little bit deeper on this. I want to, I want to talk and, and we want to find out, we want to, where's this pain stemming from? You know, where, where is this really coming from here? And it's like the fact that it, like 70% of the industry can't go with a month, right? Can't That's go with a month, right? Like this. And again, it's not like, yes, there is a responsibility as a business owner. The responsibility is that you run that business. Now, how you run that business is up to you. But for me, this stems back to a problem that is comes back to the root cause. It comes back to the very root of the problem, right? And this is the way I see the problem and this is the way I see it playing out is that we have RTOs such as Australian Institute of Fitness which is where I studied. So I can put my hand up and say, I actually studied there. That's where I did my course, right? Australian um, Institute of Personal Trainers. You've got all of these RTOs, right? Who absolutely give no business education. Maybe they give a little bit, but the education is minimal. I came out of that course absolutely knowing nothing and consistently to the people that we talk to, right? We can say that they say the exact same thing we have rtos that offer little to no education on how to run a business now, they, they, they tick a box man they tick you see now that they try and sell the fact that there's a you know a cert three in business or a cert three or four in business associated with the personal training um you know qualification and people buy into this like that business qualif- qualification if we will is going to actually help them with business there's no application process there's no apl- applicable knowledge that you can actually you know apply to business um and people are just kind of being led blindly by the blind it's it's really yeah well i couldn't find these stats anywhere right but i wanted to i wanted to find the stats and i know i I could only find stats back in 2015 and the stat was that you know um one in ten so one in ten people who were qualified by an rto who had completed their cert three and four in fitness, who had become a personal trainer and become qualified would make it past the first year, right? So 90% of people who become qualified weren't in the industry a year later. And that was 2015. I really want to see the stats now. I don't think it's changed much, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be absolute on that. But the thing that really troubles me, right? And this is, I was, this is something that really, really troubles me. One, because I went through this process and, you know, for, for, for nearly two and a half years, um, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I got myself into a heap of tax trouble. So did you. Yep. And 70% of the opportunities in the industry force you to become a sole trading business owner or run some type of business. 70%, right? So you've got RTOs, right, that like the ones, the big dogs, right? The ones that are absolutely, you know, churning out certificate three and fours in fitness. 
and are teaching absolutely no applicable business knowledge that can actually create, help someone create sustainable success. They're selling you the dream. They're selling you this, this laptop lifestyle. They're selling you the dream job, fitness, all of this. You go to school for six months, right? Where you're learning predominantly fitness based, um, you know, knowledge and, and you're kind of acquiring fitness based knowledge, the, the foundations, but they offer no business support, no business education. And then they affiliate with the gyms that you have to become a sole trading business owner or you have to go and run your own business. Now, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was young. Some other people might. They might know they're getting into that. They might know. But the reality is, right, is that when you've got these big the, the big RTOs affiliating with and, and can, and teaming up with the big box gyms that creates a monopoly on our industry, which means that what you were forced into do right is you are then forced to go from completing a cert three and four in fitness, which put your fucking hand up here. Like I'll put mine up. It's not anything special. It is not, it's not a, uh, it is the absolute foundation. Nobody knows, learns how to become a successful PT from that. That is literally something that creates the foundation. It gives you that opportunity and that is great, right? That it, it does what it needs to do. But the fact that you then have to go into an industry where you have to become a sole trading business owner, right? And because 70% of the opportunities are, Right? And then if you're not, you're getting paid 30 bucks an hour, 40 bucks an hour, right? Which isn't that bad, but you play, you, you're working split shifts if mm -hmm. you're doing that. But the fact that you then get, you know, these, they, they're directly affiliated, which means most of the industry gets funneled down that, that career path. You're then forced into a, a place, you know, such as these big box gyms. And you know what? I built a successful career there. You built a successful career there. So it's not that you can't do it. But, but here's, the, th here's me the thing. The stats of how many actually do it. And somebody show me the stats of how many actually make it past that right. gym. How many, how many people make it out, right? And, and not that you have to get out, but th this is the point I'm trying to make. You've got the RTOs who are directly affiliated and funnel you, know, you into these career opportunities where you're forced into running your own business. You've been given minimal knowledge on how to run a business. And then you get into this. And to be honest, we, we got lucky, right? We had a guy named Ben Webster who he was actually pretty good at what he did. And he helped us a lot. Like I, I actually mm. fucking love Benny. Right. But if it wasn't for him, like to be honest, I had people, but you know, after him, and I felt sorry for the for the new people that came into that gym after he left. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, look, man, you've, we've actually we can actually already assume the stats, right? If Fitness Australia is saying that sixty percent of businesses won't last through COVID without financial assistance, and we can already say that what did you say seventy percent reduce within a year, right? We're looking at already within a year from last year, we've had a 70% reduction and we're, now we're going to have a further 60% reduction from the industry just because they aren't going to receive financial support once uh, you know, JobKeeper is gone. That is a very small margin left within the industry. And you know, you're right, people get out of these courses with no business knowledge and that's what you need to become that final 40% that sticks around, that stays here. And you know, if the industry itself, as in Fitness Australia, already identifying that without that process, they're going to be having such a large drop-off. 
that's where there's a disconnect that there should be a larger focus on business immediately. Well, there's just a lack of support and, 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 you know, I'm not saying that this is happening by chance, right? Like that's not what I'm trying to say here. This isn't the problem that it's not that we, you know, this is what they wanted, right? Like think about it. These guys have a monopoly on the industry. They could do what they wanted with us. They could make this industry successful, but that's not what pays their bills. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, the, the RTOs make their money from putting someone through the course. What happens after that is not their problem. They do not have to be held responsible, especially when there's a monopoly on the industry. You then get 70% of people who finish their course, who then go into um, roles where they have to run their own business. They have no business knowledge. So then guess what? What do we all pay when we get in there? We pay a $3,000 license fee, right? Mm -hmm. For what? A couple of business cards, maybe a, a top. So they're making, a, they're making a fair margin on that. Then you're a minimum six months and they will take you to court on this, right? So if, if, you, if they, you have to pay them a minimum of six months, right? Which means that they're making a minimum of $300 over, you know, sorry, what's that? Sorry. Seven and a uh, half grand. You're looking at seven, seven and a half grand plus your, 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 your fee, mm -hmm. plus your license fee. That's 10 grand, right? So they're guaranteed a 10, 10 grand for every person they sign on. They've got a direct affiliation with these big, with these RTOs, right? And then guess what? Because they lack business knowledge, right? They drop out. Sure. So let's it's say, so, ten, so let's say two, in 2015, it was one in one of one out of every 10 that would still be there in a year, right? So let's just, let, let's look at that. 70% of that, you know, they're getting put in. They, these guys are making their money, right? And then the, guess what? The people that are good enough to stay on still lack that business knowledge, Right? to actually to, to move further, to move to get beyond out, that. To, to get out because, and that's what you see. You see, um, you know, generally speaking, if you're not a new trainer, you're a trainer that's been there forever. There's no one that's just in that midterm, that's in that interim transition period of trying to create a sustainable business model. If you were to join into a gym or you were to be a PT that was signed up as a PT in any gym, you would notice that there's probably three or four new people in with you. And then you've got the veterans, the people that have been there forever, that whether they're running a successful business or not, maybe their top line revenue is great. However, ask them what their time is like, what's their, you know, total lifestyle. Like it's, it's an all just a bit of a, it's a bit of a clusterfuck, bro. Like people are just everywhere. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and you know, the, again, this is the worst thing about it, right? Is that that's how they make their money, right? Like they, they don't make money, right. From continuously churning out great PTs. Right. That, that's just not how they make their money. And, and again, there is a responsibility on everybody out there to, to take this on your own. Like we're not, we're not, we're not saying that this is all, you know, their fault, but we have to start looking at the, the numbers and we have to start looking at how the industry is right now and saying that someone has to be held accountable here. Right. And, and you know, this people have to start realizing that this industry is not set up to, to give someone the best opportunity opportunity at success it's set up for the big dogs to make money right and and again this is all caused from the lack of business knowledge that is taught in a course right that gives you the ability right to become a personal trainer in order for you to, to personal train to to take clients on you have to be certified but the problem is when you're certified you then enter an industry where 70 percent of the jobs minimum 70 percent of the jobs force you into running a business. You've got no business knowledge, right? So you're either out within a year, right? Or you're fighting hell for leather and getting punished at a gym, right? 
where you can't build a digital brand in a digital age, right? You, you know, you have to wear their uniform. You can't put stuff up on the walls. You know, you, you're forced to kind of to do it their way, right? And as soon as you start to step out of that, they bring you back into line. They tell you you can't do that, right? You've got to that, still be in a position to leverage their brand. You're there as a support for them, not the other way around. And that's essentially exactly. what they, they use um, PTs for. Like they will use you as a selling mechanism to create more memberships. We have PTs, we have people that have been here for a long time, so on and so forth. You're, you are now a leverage point for the big dog's business rather than your own. And, and let's not forget that each PT is paying 15 grand a year. If your rent is $300 and you work at a big box gym, it's 15 grand a year. Right. And you've got to ask yourself, right. And, and again, I think, you know, again, I think it's a good opportunity to build a business in there. There, there is some good opportunities, right. But the problem is, is that our industry is now on its knees right now because people lack the business knowledge. They lack the, they lack the ability to understand what it takes to run a successful business. And that shows in the fact that 60% of the industry wouldn't survive a month without stimulus. Right, sixty percent of the industry, which shows again that this is for you know they got away with this for so long, right? This is why you know you, you since the last time that we went through a crisis, a financial crisis, they've been getting away with this. They've been making lots of money because guess what? They've got a monopoly on the industry. You don't actually have a choice. I think about myself coming in as a nineteen-year-old PT, and I go, "What am I meant to do? I'm meant to stand up to them. I'm meant to go start my own gym. I'm meant to do, like you don't have a choice. You come in, you look on seek, and you're like, oh." Good life's hiring. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, you go and seek, there's 10 good life's hiring in the thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go there. Right. So you're, you, you know, you, you, your hand is forced from the very second you get out of that cert three and four. Right. And that's for you, Noah. And, and I'm not going to say forced. I'm going to say, you, you know, enticed, encouraged. Enticed because guess what? That's the only opportunity that you have. And I just think it's absolutely wrong. I think it's, it's wrong for people to, have to be burdened because by the lack of support and education around business from these large corporations, right? The ones that are selling the dream, the ones that are, you know, that are are painting the rainbow. These guys, first of all, get away with this for so long. And now we see Fitness Australia coming out and saying that 60% of business owners in our industry would be, wouldn't be able to make it back without a month worth of stimulus. That says that we do, we have a, we have an education problem around business and that the, the model that we've been running is not working, right? The fact like name another industry that's like that. Name another that's industry that's, that this is the pathway, right? It doesn't work that way. And this is, this is the whole health and fitness industry. And then we wonder why it's so fucked up. We wonder why, every, you know, like this, like anybody can jump on Instagram and just fucking, you know, fucking run a, an online business and, and, you know, just with it. Like how many people do you reckon are on the internet right now actually doing that who aren't certified? Fuck man, heaps. Heaps, bro. And that's, do you want the, the, do you want the really, and this is infuriating from a professional perspective that people aren't like qualified, but that's probably a conversation for another day. But more so to the point, these people are going out and actually taking opportunity that people in the gym are afraid to take, right? What I mean by that is you look at anyone that's in the big box gyms, they have put, and they've, this is the reason they will say their business has failed is because they don't have access to a gym through COVID, right? They've given too much power in their business away to this leverage point that doesn't really matter for their growth, right? Gyms are an added bonus, a luxury item, like within the fitness industry. I know that sounds like whack that 
we could run a fitness business without a gym, but we can because we do all the time. We've done it for a very long time. You know, people that are in that top echelon of people in that 40% that are going to stick it out, that's exactly what they do. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, you, you made a really good point before where you were talking about, you know, um, you, you kind of met you and, and you mentioned it before, but I want to kind of touch on it, right? Is that the fact that the, the, what we see right now, right, is that you give this power away. And, and that power is that if you don't understand, like, for instance, if you're always under financial stress, that's what these guys want. Because guess what? They don't. They they want two things. They either want you in and out quickly, so that they make money without having to putting in effort, right? Because that's 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 a quick turnover. Their their business model is built on that. Like if you can read this anywhere with their members, Obviously. the way they make the way they make money is to to sell to people and and to take on members that don't actually come to the gym. That's how the big box gyms work. But guess what? It's the same thing with personal trainers with people that are contractors in the gym quick turnover means maximum profit because guess what the next day they have a fill they have they have a funnel they're, they're never going to be short on pts coming through because they've got the affiliation the monopoly created with these rtos so they get you know it, it actually they'll, they'll make more money if they sign a new pt every six months oh six, six right? months try three months bro yeah exactly right so anything from that zero to six months if somebody fails in there they have they have another three four pts lined up ready to come in and then it's that continuation device right and you gotta ask yourself right it's like what's the average lifespan of a pt i actually looked for this for three weeks and it's nowhere mm-hmm. right you cannot find these stats anywhere and i wonder why but i can guarantee you that the lifespan of a pt is minimum term would be six months, right? Like, like let's, let's give them a benefit of the doubt and say it could be a year, right? Mm-hmm. Doubt it, but it's six yeah. months. Oh, I wonder why it's six months. I wonder, I wonder what causes that to actually occur, right? And I know that this may sound like we're, we're harping on a bit, but the reality is, is that th- that stat alone, right? The fact that PTs can't last, you know, they, they can't last one month without stimulus, shows that there is an absolute lack of business education and how to run a successful business across the industry. If, if that large amount can't actually have a runway and don't know how to manage their funds, don't know how to, to allocate capital, they don't know how to, under, to run cash flow, right? That is the absolute foundation that should be taught. Like, you know, why isn't that a module in your Cert 3 and 4? If they know, if these RTOs know that the industry is set up this way, and then guess what? The RTOs that are the largest percent, right, of people actually go through are affiliated with these big box gyms. So then they keep funneling people in into this system where you can't build a digital brand, you can't market yourself, which means that you can never actually leave because your business is so reliant on that gym. You and no then freedom. guess what? They're charging you $300 a week in rent you, and you can't build this digital brand, right? You're stuck. And if you don't know how to manage your money, you're never actually going to be able to build enough capital to get out of there and start your own gym. Well, that's the thing. You have no freedom. You're relinquishing all freedom and all power to them, to the big box gym, to the, you know, the monopoly that is this industry. Um, But not only that, man, it's like, if you, if we look at what you just said, it's like, there's a massive disconnect on business education for business owners. That, That for me just says they are not a business owner. They are a service provider. That is it. Right. If you don't have a cash runway and you're not prepared for this, if you're going, if you're in the sixty percent that's not going to last, you haven't been educated in business, which means you are not a business owner. 
And you know, the, the worst thing about it, right, is that if you're somebody who's sitting there right now and actually thinking, well, well, hell, I don't actually have the knowledge to do that. And, and I've actually, you know, this is something I'm experiencing. Right now is your opportunity, right? Because I can guarantee you, right, the, these guys are struggling. These big, big box gyms, they're in a, they're in a period and, and you've got an opportunity to turn the tables, right? And, and it only is going to come from actually learning this business knowledge, right? But the, the other thing that I want to stress here is that it, it is really in your hands. The, the future of the fitness industry is in your hands, right? And, yeah, well, and this is the truth. Like you, you have an opportunity right now through, through reaching your own potential as a business owner to start to transform and change the industry. The only way that we can actually do anything about this monopoly that is, abs- that is absolutely running this fitness industry and causing that stat to happen Right, this this is a stat that Fitness Australia are talking about, which, to be honest, like fucking, I'm sure they're in on it too. Like, they, I'm sure they have a, a a fair understanding about what's going on, and and they could have probably picked this out ten years ago, mm-hmm. right? But let's not go into that now. That it, it really is up to you guys. It's up to us. It's up to us to bring and put the how the power back in the hands of small business. And the only way we do that is by leveling up overall as business owners. It literally is the only way that we can start to change things in the fitness industry. And as a whole, the industry gets better when we become better business owners because we start to bring that power back into our hands. Right. And, look, and- if you look at it this way, man, imagine, let me paint a picture for you that everyone within the fitness industry becomes good at business over the next five years. What power do the big box monopolies now have over them when they know going into a contract signing agreement, this is not geared for the business owner. It's geared for you. And now everyone knows how to negotiate better terms. And essentially you leave the big box gyms with no choice, but to pivot, to change their business model, to be better geared towards the business owner. It starts with, it starts with, it starts with educating yourself on business and every personal trainer, you know, on business. Cause as soon as the industry lifts its standard as a whole, everyone coming into that industry is going to improve as well. hundred percent. And I got a little story actually, um, just about this, right. Um, so this is this kind of just reiterates my point. Um, when I was, I, I had a really successful business at a good life in Point Cook. Um, you were there, Reese, right? And and um, I built my clientele up to a you know a, a time where I was doing roughly about fifty sessions a week. So working like a dog, right? Like absolutely working like a dog. But that's all I knew back then. Again, for this reason. And um, anyway, I, I had my aspirations to to move to Port Melbourne. Um, and I really wanted to live there. My mum lived there. I wanted to move closer to her and, um, it was something that I really wanted to do. It represented a little bit of what success looked like to me. And anyway, so I went, I went, uh, and, and, uh, moved, uh, signed the papers to move into a place in St. Kilda after going for a meeting at Port Melbourne Good Life, where I sat down in front of someone and basically they, they allowed me and they, they kind of told me, um, on a handshake agreement that I would be able to. Um, I'd be able to do a passport. So what that means is I was paying $300 a week in rent instead of, because I needed to obviously keep my business in Point Cook because they, they are quite far away from each other. And I needed to, to obviously build up my business at Port Melbourne at the same time as maintaining my business at Point Cook um, and, and making that transition. And, and on a handshake agreement, they said that I could, um, it was all cleared. And, and what they said was that I could, I could go on a passport, which means instead of paying double rent, I could get away with paying like $430 a week in rent, which is about 20 grand a year, um, roughly about that. Um, 
anyway, so I went away and, and me being young, I was young at this time. Like I didn't, I didn't know better. This not, I wouldn't do this now um, until all the papers were signed, especially in hindsight. But I went and signed an agreement to move into a place in St. Kilda. Um, and so I signed the agreement, organized everything to move, went back to sign the agreements at Good Life Port Melbourne. And when I went in there, they said, no, unfortunately, we're not going to, we're, we're revoking the passport. And what we're going to be doing is you're going to have to pay double rent. So I've already signed the agreement um, for a lease. Um, they knew that. I've then gone in to sign their papers for this passport. And then they've turned around and said, no, like we're going to take that away from you. You're going to have to pay double rent. So they pretty much added an extra 10 K 10 K to the budget with overnight. Yeah. But uh, like, it's not even about that. Right. It's like, I mean, I, I want to ask why. Right. And, and the answer is simple. They have budgets to make. Mm-hmm. Right. I can almost guarantee you that something there, right. Something there had actually been, right, and this is the truth. Something there had, had changed for their, for their budget. Right. That's the only way that I could see them changing their mind like that. When you, you, you give somebody a word, right. Is that, and, and we all know this, right. That the, the fitness directors there have a budget to make based on how many PTs they hire. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they so, have a so for instance, they have a about each, each club, their KPIs and their budget is around how many PTs they have in the gym. Mm-hmm. And then they get paid a bonus. They get paid commission based on that number. Now that is fucking backwards, right? Like at, at what point do we decide that the measurement of success from a personal training standpoint is based on the amount of PTs that we have in there right now? I get it. We have to cover numbers, but like, come on, Right. And, and that was the day that I lost faith in that system, right? Because to, to be honest, up until that stage, I had a really good experience. We had a really great fitness director and there are some out there and props to them. Yeah. Right? But the, the thing was that that day they went back on their word and that caused me a lot of pain, right? Because guess what? I just moved my whole life across town and I put my trust in them because they gave me a number and it ended up me, I had to make, or, uh, it was $1,100 at break even for me. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, two weeks later, now this is my fault, not anyone else's, I lost my license. Um, so f- for six months, I had to wake up in the morning, 3, 3.40 a.m., go to Southern Cross Station here in Melbourne, which is in the heart of the city, get an Uber there, um, and then go from there and catch the train for a 5.30 start at Point Cook. I would leave there at 12 o'clock every day, go back to Port Melbourne, start at Port Melbourne at 2.30 and start building my business there. And I did that every week for six months. Now, losing my license was my fault. But the fact that I, I didn't have a choice, right, in what I did now and I didn't have a choice and it, caught, and, and it made me have to work extra hard because somebody went back on their word, right? And like that right there is what proved to me, right? And we all know this. We've all been thinking this. Now more than ever, when the industry is absolutely on its knees, should we start to actually call out this stuff, right? And, and actually look at this and say, somebody needs to take responsibility for this because the fact that 70% of the industry, and we're going to say this again, 70% of the industry will not make it back as businesses because they won't get stimulus for a month. That's not, that's not every cup. That's not like just a couple of people. That's not like this is something that we can say, oh yeah, they're just bad business owners. This is seventy percent of the industry, sixty percent of the industry, which means this is a majority, right? This is not, an not only not only majority. And guess not what? Only, 
not only is it in a majority, bro, let me just give you some numbers. One, it, what it actually said was without one month of stimulus, right? One month is $3,000, right? Without $3,000, 60% of the business, 60% of market share in our business disappears without 3K. That's phenomenal. Like $3,000 in the scheme of things in business, if that's going to be the make or break in our, in our industry, that man, that to me just tells me that not only are we on our knees, people are screaming, people are, you know, screaming for their advice and the, the knowledge and the direction in business. And it's not being, it's not, it's not coming from the start. It's not at the foundation. It's not. And, and again, the, like the, there's two people that have to be, there's two kind of two sectors that have to be held accountable here, right? The big box gyms, the model doesn't work, right? Business is about making money. Yes. Right. The but reality is, is that monopoly, the monopoly on our industry right now and the partnerships that are happening from the major RTOs to the major big box gyms and the funneling of that into a system that is set up for the majority to fail because that's how you make your money. That is why our industry is absolutely on our knees right now. And this is, this is a call to arms for everybody out there that, you know, now's your chance. Now's your chance to gain back power because the tide has turned a little bit, right? You have the power here. You have the power to negotiate right now. You have the power to, to negotiate. Everybody who's you know, in Melbourne here are in lockdown. When this lockdown happens, right, you have the power to negotiate because I can guarantee you right, this right now. These gyms are going to go back and members are going to be hesitant to go in, right? PTs are, are going to also stop from coming through. Like PTs are not going to be good just coming back to the gym, first of all, because you know, they're financially stressed. They're going to be questioning this career, right, which that upsets me in itself. The fact that people actually have to question whether this is this is there's this is something that they can do for the rest of their life because they cannot make it financially viable, right? And then the fact that this is you know this is actually this is why they're doing it, right? Like this is actually something that they're they this is that this is their plan, right? And and something like this, a black swan event, all of a sudden shows us and brings it to light that our industry is broken. And it's broken because people don't know how to run a business, but yet they are they are 70% of the opportunities here force you to run a business. And it's just not right. Yeah, look, and don't don't get this wrong. This isn't us saying, you know, that we're not repressing, you know, the fact that and we're not trying to, you know, make you the victim. Like this is not a point to be the victim and say that it is all the RTO's fault. There is a large difference. There is a very large difference between the 40% that will survive and the the 60% that don't, right? And it's not it's not a position to just start being jealous or start saying that that's it's good luck that these 40% are there that they maybe have more capital. There they have that for a reason. There is a large difference between either application work ethic and and a lot of things within their knowledge base that they've gone to you know gone to great lengths to actually you know figure out business to be in that top 40 percent. so now is not a time to be a victim now is not a time to just push blame not at all everybody's got it's your responsibility like that's the thing we're we're not saying again you're completely right this this is not a thing where we're going ah you know turn around and point the finger this is more of a thing saying look this is the situation. You can't do anything about it. So you have to get better at business. You have to become a great business owner. You have to gain the knowledge, the skill set to run a successful business and especially to sustain one, right? But the, the thing is about this is that, you know, we've got the opportunity to start pulling back power, to start putting power back in the hands of small businesses. You look at, you look at who's, gonna, who's blooming 
on the back end of this, right? It's the crews, it's the the strength coaches. These guys are the ones that are going to come back stronger. It's the it's the small boutique gyms, right? That are going to come back stronger throughout this. Now, what we're saying is, is that something needs to change here, right? Like, and this is a call to arms. This is something that we can start to change for ourselves. Like, who's to say that if we had a module, right? The, the, a larger module that actually taught people how to run a successful business. They actually had a whole module on cash flow, just like they do on fucking consultations or something like that, right? Where they've got a whole module on cash flow and they teach people how to manage cash flow during their cert three and four. So that when they enter, right, when they enter this and yeah, you might say, well, it's not their responsibility. It's not a part of the curriculum. It's not a part of this. Well, it, guess it what? Should the only, it should it be. should be because the only way you can become certified is by going through them. So if you're going, becoming certified and we know, we actually consciously know that 70% of the opportunities in the industry force you to become a business owner, they should be equipping you with this knowledge because guess what? It means a better industry for all of us. Now I can guarantee you that we you know, in, in, in three years time, if this industry does go down and it does go to shit and we do enter a depression and the, you know, we, you know, the, the opportunities are cut in half and there's, there's 50% of people don't actually get to become personal trainers anymore because of the fact that we don't have, you know, enough businesses to create those jobs and those opportunities. I bet your bottom dollar. I absolutely bet your bottom dollar that peep that these people that are responsible wish they could have changed it. Oh, and that's that 100%, Marie, bro. You're going to get to a point where, you know, the stats will release in two, three years' time going like, oh, there was a drop-off by this much. We should have done this. Things could have been different. Oh, the, the stats are on the table now. They're there to be seen. And it's the proof is in the pudding, man. Like, I'm, and you know, look, let's put it straight. Like, we're business mentors and we deal with people, you know, in business inquiring with us quite often telling us how much their business is suffering. And, you know, the biggest thing that we identify is like, well, let's, I'll ask you the question. What's the biggest difference between what you think would be the 40% that are going to like stick it out and the 60% that are stressing? It's financial stability. It, it literally is. It's that if, you know, I often ask this question and we teach this in Steel on the Walls, right, which is our defensive course. It's like, what would $50,000 sitting in your business account right now change? Right? That's, that's the question, right? Because yep. it goes, okay, what would it change? Would you actually be scrambling to become the next online coach? Do you, do you actually build the home workout? Do you do this? Do you do that? Or do you just sit back and go, look, I, I've got some decisions here. I've got, I got some, I got some what, things that I can – I've got some – some um, decisions to make, but I got some time. Like I, I can actually, you know, I don't have to go and create this fucking like this home workout that is like 20 burpees and 15 sit-ups and all of this, because that's the only thing people can do in their home. Like I, I got time and, and I can actually nurture my current client base. Like I, and I ask everyone out there, what does $50,000 sitting in your business account do now? Guess what? If your business profits 10 grand a year and you've been in the industry for five years, that's $50,000. Mm-hmm. 10 grand that's mm-hmm. all you need to profit every single year so that's 200 bucks a week right so if you're putting 200 bucks a week away for five years that's 50 grand we know that the economic cycle every every six to ten years we go through some type of recession and financial crisis right on, on roughly we know that that's the short-term debt cycle so we know that every 10 years we can and we can look at this now yes this one was caused by a pandemic but history doesn't lie guess what You've got five years to save 50K for the next time this happens. And if you've got 50K sitting in your business account, it changes a lot. It changes, it changes everything. Everything. It changes, it changes everything. Changes everything. 
And I, I got to ask you this. What do you do, right? What do you do with $50,000 sitting in your business account right now? What right. does it change for you right now? If you're in lockdown, if you think that you're going to go into lockdown from you're in other areas of, of Australia or America or whatever it is, you really got to ask yourself is what does that change for you right now? What do you do differently? I'll tell you what it allows you not to do. It allows you, allows you to not go off brand. It allows you to not make stupid decisions out of haste and stress because we've seen it, man. We've seen a lot of trainers that you know are external to our program that are doing things that they wouldn't normally do, that are running you know six-week shreds or programs to create fast, quick-acting capital that really they don't, they're not passionate in, so they find that they burn out far quicker. That $50,000 allows you to make one, better decisions. Two, allows you to stick to what you fucking love. And three, it allows you to actually still create growth. Gro- and now, like, growth is a big thing, man. Like, I've seen it so much in the last few weeks that people just assume that throughout these times, you still can't grow. I guarantee you, if you're in that top 40% that stick this shit out, you will grow. A hundred percent. You double, you double. Like, it's, yep. and, and, and I think the, the thing that we got to realize is, is that, Okay, can you actually be your most creative and innovative self without financial stability? Your decisions are literally almost always compromised, right? Now, in a, in a, in a, and that's what the $50,000 changes, right? The $50,000 in your business account and it, it changes how compromised you are. You're not compromised at all if you've got it sitting there, which means that you don't have to scramble. Right. And that's the thing, right? Like, you know, this, there's this thing like motivation. It's like this, this thing that people chuck out, like you either got it or you don't. And I'll say that, you know, financial stress is one of the hardest things in the world to go through because I went through it for such a long time. And, and guess what? It had nothing to do with how big my business was. It had nothing to do with how many clients I had, had everything to do with my relationship with money. And it had everything to do with how I managed and allocated the money within my business. Now, when I had profit and, and you know, when I started to put profit away and have this bank account there, that it actually allowed me to make better business decisions. It made me, it made my decisions uncompromised and that actually gets me a better return. There's one thing I can tell you about business, right? It's that, and the one thing that I've learned is bad decisions cost you time and money. Good ones save you time and money, right? So that's as simple as that. So the fact that what happens is, is people can have make bad judgment calls, right? And then those bad judgment calls cost them both time and money. And that is what causes them both the financial stress and makes them tired and frustrated, right? We, we talk about it being busy, right? The measurement stick of success is not busy, right? Like the measurement that it should be the opposite. And, yep. and I think that's the thing that I'm trying to get across here is that there is a responsibility on you to, to, especially as a business owner, to understand that and to implement it, right? But imagine that you were taught this when you entered the industry. Imagine you didn't have to spend three or four years and imagine the caliber. Imagine we had 70% instead of these 70% of trainers on their knees right now, we had 70% with 50K in there and that like how, how much our industry would be absolutely thriving right now. The, the reality of the situation is, is that you, can tr- you cannot truly reach your potential as a coach or as a business owner while under financial stress. Yeah, and look, even more to the point, man, if, like, if we really look at it, the reality of the situation is if you didn't know this stuff before, all COVID has done is f- like thrown fuel on the fire. It's fuel on the fire. It's you, if you didn't know this shit before, you weren't saving that $200 of profit anyway. You weren't going to have the 50K in another five years. You would have been in the exact same position however many years down the track. Yeah, it's an accelerant. It just brings forward everything. That's what, that's what COVID's done. It's, it's accelerated 
everything forward. It's made everyone not get away with the things they were getting away with. It's brought the holes in your business to the forefront. Now, whether you see that as an opportunity or a burden is up to you. I, I would I would definitely recommend seeing it as an opportunity. And if you do see it as an opportunity, you will get better through this time. Whether that getting better is actual business growth or whether it's just finding financial stability and actually getting your shit in order, that's that's up to you. But the growth doesn't just come in increasing the bottom line or increasing your revenue amount. All of these things are vanity metrics. If you get your business to a and you create a system that allows you to save more money and have more cash within your business, that the reality is your decisions become less compromised and in times of crisis, right, which are these random events, you become anti-fragile. Anyone who, you know, Nicholas Taleb, he wrote a book called Anti-Fragile and I definitely recommend any of you reading it because it talks about this and that's what financial stability in business does. Even if you are over saving and you are over, you know, you, you, know, you may not be growing massively, right? You may not be growing rapidly and having these big fucking you know, 100 lead weeks like all these marketing guys are, are promising you, right? But what you are doing is having money in the bank and that makes you anti-fragile because in times of distress, you're okay. You're, you're financially stable, which means that your decisions aren't compromised and you can continue to make decisions that are in alignment with your brand and get and grow your brand even though or when most of, you know, nearly every other person is forced to scramble is forced and they get put into this this paralysis mode of financial instability where you know they've got too much fucking cortisol in their body to even fucking make any decision so then you know that keeps them in bed and these kind of things and you know the whole point of this conversation and it's flowed on from where we started but you know, there's two sides to this the first side is you've got to take responsibility for your business and you've got to take responsibility for yourself and your actions and your skill set now, as a business owner, it is your responsibility to understand the foundations that underpin a successful business. And if you don't know that, then you need to go and learn it. The other side of the fence here is that there's 70% of the industry on its knees and there is a responsibility for the people that are putting people into the industry and for the majority shareholder in the industry to take care of it. Otherwise, we lose it. And that is a big call out to the people out there that are doing this, right? To the people that are running these businesses. I don't, like, we don't give a fuck if you've got a role to play, if you're the manager, if you're the state manager, the Australian manager, anything like that, take a look at the way the business is running itself and actually stand up what's best for this industry. Because I can guarantee you the next time round, once we get through COVID, things are going to change, right? And unless they pivot, and, and this is where our responsibility as small business owners comes in, we need to stand up, we need to take that responsibility. And, and the second the majority of the industry takes responsibility for being a business owner, the ones that are already business owners, you start to change the trajectory for this industry going forward and you start to give more opportunities to future trainers, future clinicians, anybody who enters the health and fitness industry as a business owner, you're creating that opportunity by putting in the work and becoming a better business owner yourself. Fucking oath, man. And I think like, if not for anything else that COVID has taught us, and especially this second wave of lockdown here in Melbourne, it's to bullshit test your business more often, right? Put yourself in a position where you do poke holes in your business. Put yourself in a position where you start to really analyze the things you're doing wrong. Because like we just said, this is an accelerant. It has put fuel to the fire. It has made this shit happen far quicker. And as you said before, you know, the natural debt cycle is within what, five to 10 years. And this shit would have happened anyway. So shit test your fucking business more often. We teach this in still in the rules, right? But Keith Cunningham quote, anybody can run their business in the good times 
right? But how you run your business in the good times is a direct reflection of how well you will survive the bad. A Warren Buffett quote, you only see who's swimming naked when the tide goes out, mm-hmm. right? Good, good times in business only teach you bad lessons, right? We, be, we, we expose ourselves when we, when we, when we, anybody can make money when the economy is going up, when people are willing to spend it. But when, when people draw back in situations like right now, this is where you find out who's swimming bare. Now, as I said, the responsibility is to understand the foundations that underpin a successful business as a business owner. That is your responsibility. And from here on in, that should be your mission if you want to continue to run a business in this industry. But we need to make, we, we, this, this industry needs to get better as a whole. And it's up, to the big, it's up to the big dogs. This is a call out to you guys. You guys need to start making a difference and looking at how you're setting up the industry because you are the monopoly. You are the people who are f- affiliated together and you are creating that monopoly and it is absolutely got our, our, our industry on its knees right now because business owners aren't equipped with the knowledge and the skill set to run a successful business. So I'm going to leave it there and we're going to finish it up there because that was a big ranty episode. So I want to thank everyone for listening to that and, and putting up with our rants because um, we're just super passionate, right? Like I think that's the one thing I see. Like we, I mean, and you, you know this, we deal with a lot of business owners I was once in, uh, you know, well, I still am a business owner, but, you know, I was once in the trenches as a PT. And, um, you know, as I said, I told you that story before, like, you know, I had to fight hell for leather for it. And, and, you know, we just, I really want this industry to be better on the other side of this. I really want the next 10 years, the next cycle, we can create a, a, a higher level, um, a higher standard of business owner across the board. Uh, and that's what our aim is. That's our mission statement. Our mission statement is to, to create more opportunities. It's to equip people with this knowledge that gives them the, the long-term sustainable success in this industry. And, and, and especially as a business owner, cause that's the majority of the opportunities out there. Yep. And that's it, man. Let's all, all we need to focus on is just that education behind business. All right, guys. Thanks for Reese. Thanks for, for jumping on, man. And, and thanks for coming on for this episode. And thanks to everyone for listening to our rants. Hey guys, this is just a friendly reminder that if you enjoyed this episode, if you got something out of it, if you learned, if this conversation sparked some innovation and change in your mind, uh, then hit the subscribe button so that we can continue to, to generate some great conversations with those that are successful in the industry that you know, spark change and innovation in your mind and, and really just make a difference in your life. And again, if it is something that you continuously enjoy, uh, you can also leave us a review in the iTunes app, uh, uh, which is just located below this episode. You'll be able to find it. Big thanks, guys. Big love. And I'll see you in the next episode.